Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you get your podcast. Also, today's episode of Locked On Spartans is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here, and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. On today's episode, we chat with friend of the program and fan favorite, Big Ten Ben. Yes, Ben Stevens is here to chat about the Big Ten tournament coming up. But first, hey now. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done this, but Michigan State football has just got a big addition from the transfer portal, and we break it down. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked On Spartans Nation, how on earth are you all doing on this fantastic Tuesday? Uh, hope you're doing quite well. I, I know I am uh, because, hey, Michigan State is back to rolling in the transfer portal in football. Uh, God, it feels like it's been so long. Yes, of course, we will be talking about the addition of Brian Green. We will be having Ben Stevens on to chat about the Big Ten tournament coming up uh, later this week. Actually, tomorrow is when the games tip off. I shouldn't say later this week. Uh, but yeah. So we got a fun-filled show for you guys today. Uh, on tomorrow's episode, just want to tease that right now. Uh, we're gonna have one of my friends. Uh, his name is Billy Schrag. Now you might say, like, okay, who, who on earth is that? Well, he was a student manager back in the 09-2010 era under Tom Izzo. So we're gonna try to get like a deep dive into how the tournament sausage is made from a student manager standpoint, or how Izzo handles these games that are so close together. It'll be a Kind of like a behind-the-scenes look at how operations are run at Michigan State. So that'll be on tomorrow's show. And yeah, as you already know this, we, we do this five days a week here in the Locked On Podcast. Locked On Spartans Podcast. Jeez, can't even say the name of my own show correctly. Uh, Locked On Spartans Podcast, that's right. And if you ever want to reach out, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. And if you are ever so just inclined to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast... I, I, would, I would really appreciate that, so thank you uh, in advance if you go out of your way to do that. All right, let's talk about the newest Michigan State football player coming to East Lansing. It is Brian Green, grad transfer out of Washington State. Yes, he has one more year of eligibility left after he walked on to the Cougars football team and did pretty solid there, and he will be spending it in East Lansing, Michigan. That's right. Uh, he picked MSU over Virginia and Arizona State. He visited those schools as well, but that visit to Michigan State not too long ago, to actually, I believe it was to kick off the month of March, uh, obviously went well because the six foot three, 300-pounder has picked, like I said, our Michigan State Spartans. Uh, and this is a big one, right? I, both literally and figuratively, as like I said, he's six foot three, 300 pounds, plays interior offensive line, and you are never going to say no to a solid offensive lineman transfer, uh, especially if you're Michigan State that's got to replace some guys in that interior line that you will be missing next season. Of course, we're talking about Kevin Jarvis, Matt Allen, AJ Arcuri for a little bit. Um, yeah, so putting Brian Green into this lineup. That helps. Uh, and who will he be helping exactly? Well, right now the offensive line is pretty set on the tackles. You have Jarrett Horst, who announced he's coming back. He's your left tackle. And it also looks like that Spencer Brown will be taking that right tackle position if the Peach Bowl was any indicator of how that will be going. So in the middle, you have Nick Samak. You got J.D. Duplain, And you also have Matt Carrick, 
but Matt Carrick coming off of a pretty big leg injury. So tough to say if he's just going to you know, be able to just trot out on the field uh, in the summer and be back to 100% just like that. Hey, even if he is, you get some great competition in there from Brian Green, who I would imagine projects to be a starter, whether it be at center or the guard position. He played a little bit of both at Washington State, primarily center, but yeah, he, he popped out and played a little bit of guard as well. Uh, and he did it pretty well, too. Uh, in 2020, that season, uh, he was a Pac-12, all, sorry, all-Pac-12 honorable mention player. And then going into the 2021 season, he was on that Remington watch list. Yes, the Remington Award for the best offensive line uh, lineman. And he was on that watch list. However, uh, injuries kind of got into his season a little bit, and he only played seven games and just started in six of them. So... This is kind of like uh, an Aaron Brule, if you will. You know, the, the linebacker that we got from Mississippi State, who, okay, he was supposed to have a pretty solid season last year, but injuries happen, and it doesn't really necessarily go the way that they want to. So off to greener pastures, and what greener pastures than the, the ones in East Lansing, baby? That's right. So come on over here, Mr. Brian Green. Uh, like I said, he's going to be helping the interior offensive line, and uh, this is a, a, a solid Really solid addition, especially this late in the transfer portal season. Now, he won't be able to join until May, and technically he's not really signed on for Michigan State right now. Like That will be become official uh, here in a little bit. But uh, right now where Michigan State stands in the transfer portal, they have one more spot to use for another addition. Uh, and so far, so good. They've gotten eight guys out of the transfer portal, and it's really, really hard to be discouraged about anything that Michigan State has done in another solid portal season from Mel Tucker. This is just the rundown of who uh, Michigan State has gotten so far. You look at the running backs, which uh, I don't know if anyone remembers uh, Kenneth Walker by any chance, but yeah, he was pretty good here, wasn't he? Well, he leaves, and the running back room behind him, as we saw throughout the season, left a little bit to be desired, and also, yeah, you lose some good interior offensive linemen like Kevin Jarvis. And the run game's going to maybe take a hit. Well, you help that with getting just two dynamite running backs in Jarek Broussard and Jalen Berger. Okay, linebackers. Maybe wasn't a dire need going into the offseason, but if you have a guy like Jacoby Winman out of UNLV or a guy out of Mississippi State like Aaron Brule, you're not going to say no to having those guys on your team, just like defensive end Chris Boggle. Uh, just a freak athlete, great measurables, and also pair him with new coach, Brandon Jordan. Yeah, that's that's going to do some great things for him. That's another guy whose career didn't necessarily go the way uh, he thought it would at Florida, perhaps, coming in as a top 60 recruit, and then just playing here and there, having okay games here and there. But no, he's going to get a, a revitalized run up here in East Lansing. So yeah, that's another dynamite transfer portal. Get, and also just out of need, you needed at least one cornerback here, right? Uh, because eh, I don't have to rehash everything that happened last season. Didn't go well. Uh, so you got Amir Speed out of Georgia. You get tight end Daniel Barker out of Illinois, which I think that's a solid addition to make. Uh, you add him with Malik Carr. You get a really experienced guy that has uh, NFL potential in there. And, yeah, the eighth guy, last but not least. Well, okay, I guess he's not last. We've been talking about him the whole segment. But, yeah, it's, it's Brian Green. So on that note... Michigan State does have one more portal addition they can use. And uh, I, I don't know 
if I had my pick of who I would burn that up on, maybe it'd be another offensive lineman. Because maybe I'm just so scarred by, like, the last few years. And it was okay this year, but, like, really, the end of the D'Antonio era, where it seemed like offensive linemen were dropping like flies, I, I think that has scarred me to a point that uh, it's going to take me at least 10 years to get over the necessity of having a, 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 st- or a, a room filled with depth in the offensive line room. Also, uh, yeah, I, I also wouldn't say no to the other side of the trenches, another defensive lineman. I mean, it's... Probably a good idea to stock up on trenches in you know college football. I know it's a really hot take there. Or, of course, and maybe this is the, the real headliner of who I want to see out of the transfer portal late here with the last spot, any secondary piece. Just any secondary piece. I know you got a mere speed out of Georgia, but hey, make it another cornerback. Make it another safety. But truth be told, this late in the portal season, you're not going to be seen the cream of the crop for that matter. There are good players out there, don't get me wrong. I mean, the Athletic had Brian Green as the 13th best available transfer when they got him on Monday. So, But with that said, there's also been a lot of guys that have been taken off the board, right? And uh, I think, yeah, the most coveted guys are gone, but there's hey, there's there's still some good players to be had out there. It's just uh, going to be interesting to, to see where Michigan State goes with this. You know, I'm just scrolling down uh, this Athletic rankings right now and uh, I believe it looks like six of the top 10 guys are defensive ends uh, you have one defensive back in there and uh, Kedron Smith out of Ole Miss so maybe you take a flyer on him I don't know uh, I the only thing I do know is that they will use that, that, that final spot in the portal they are not going to be going into the season without burning up every single roster spot that they possibly can so uh, whether that happens tomorrow or whether that happens in late May hey we'll be here to break it down whenever it does happen all right, we're going to be breaking down the Big Ten tournament with friend of the program, Ben Stevens. Yes, Big Ten Ben, but first just have to talk to you beautiful folks about Stat Hero. That's right, man. Oh, man, do I love March Madness, and I love the brackets, but I'm, I'm going to you know keep it 100 with you guys right now. I don't really remember the last time I went deep in any of these tournaments or ever won money. So uh, this year I'm hedging my bets with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. That's right, Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'em's pit star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from all those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Lord knows they have the advantage on me. Oh boy, I'm looking like Calvin Ridley out here. Uh, start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Uh, in addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take uh, on head-to-head. Fantastic. Just go go check it out. Uh, it's going to make your March Madness a lot more enjoyable because uh, it, this is the, the way the Daily Fantasy was meant to be. It's quick, it's fun, and of course, hey, if you're the expert on some of your players that you know and love, like some of your Michigan State Spartans, yeah, go for it. Make a lineup with those guys. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. One more time, that's stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. And before chatting it up with my man, Big Ten Ben, hey, just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. Now make sure you check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown on March 14th. That's right around the corner, and it will be right here on the Locked On Spartans Podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. I'm not. I'm all over the place, man. All right, but hey, you know what? That's not going to stop us from doing this here uh, chat. So let's get into it. 
He's friend of the program. Ben Stevens, one of my all-time favorite people. You may know him as just Big Ten Ben. You may know him as that handsome guy that is on the morning after on Sports Grid. Uh, nonetheless, just one of the best people around. Getting us ready for the Big Ten tournament. Big Ten Ben, how on earth are you doing, man? Are you doing okay on this fine March Monday? Matt and I am doing absolutely fantastic because anytime I can be here on Locked On Spartans and speak with you and get to speak to all of Spartan Nation, it is a wonderful, wonderful time. Although somebody on Sunday night did call me out for a take I had about Illinois and Iowa becoming a good rivalry, not only within the Big Ten, but nationally. And they were like, it's not even a top 10 Big Ten rivalry. I would not put it above Michigan State and Michigan. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't even right. place it above Indiana and Purdue. I was just saying it's on its way to becoming a great and competitive with a little bit of heat on both sides rivalry. So I thought myself and yeah. MSU Twitter was in a good spot, but got a little bit of heat from the Spartans. Wow. It's okay. Yeah. What a odd hill to die on. I, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not like you said, oh, it's the next Duke, North Carolina. Like, okay. Because there, there's, there's a good level of spice there. And they're both, you know, programs that are trajecting upward at the same time. And yeah, I, and they both start with the letter I. What's not to like about that? A border yeah. battle? They don't like each other. Thank Fred McCaffrey you. and Bad Underwood look like they would yep. fight each other every instant of every game. No and question. the games have been very, very competitive. Like Indiana and Purdue obviously has more historical nature of that rivalry. Yeah. But for the most part, outside of Indiana winning the first game this year in Assembly Hall, Purdue has dominated that rivalry over the past yes. eight seasons. Michigan and Michigan State is always great. And again, I would mm -hmm. not place the Hawkeyes and the Illini above the Spartans and the Wolverines, but... I was just trying to make a point, having some fun like watching it. the Big Ten regular season finale. Yeah. Because I feel like, okay, when Fran McCaffrey is watching Juwan Howard swing at a Wisconsin coach, I guarantee you Fran was thinking, like, I'd love to do that to Brad. And then Brad's at home watching Juwan do what he did to the Wisconsin, and he's thinking, like, huh, if I could just give half my salary to do that to Fran just once. Like, I guarantee you they're thinking about each other. Like, those are two guys that are pretty hot-tempered guys. For good reason. It, it works yeah. in their own right more times than not. But, yeah, like yeah. – I like that. I, I kind of like yeah. that little uh, rivalry thing. Thank so, you. look at just banging out some Iowa Illinois talk to start off the show and lock up some hard baby. Let's <laughs> let's get it popping. We're, we're rocking and rolling, man. This is what happens when you get Big Ten Ben in yeah. his bag, baby. Uh, so, yeah. Ben, um, I'm a sick person. You 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 know this. I I'm yeah. not just a I'm not a well person between the ears, and that is. Uh, really cranked up in March because yeah. Michigan state, they had a really, really bad stretch of losing seven of nine, but then they beat Maryland at home. Yeah. Uh, I'm fully bought back in. We're going to play Maryland again on Thursday. Okay. Okay. Um, yep. you, you can't beat teams three times in a row. Then you play Wisconsin who Johnny Davis injured, or even if he is playing, you already beat Wisconsin on the road so far this season. Then right. after that, catch a flyer, beat Purdue again. I don't know. And then by the time you reach the Big Ten Championship game against Illinois or Michigan or Rutgers, whoever it is, like I, yep. I'm fully bought in. Are you going to shoot me down? Are you going to actually help me here? And no, this isn't going to be an intervention. What would you rather me do? Because I can play both sides of this equation, but I think I'm actually more going to help you here okay, than yes. hurt, unless you want me to hurt, and then I can try my best. No, no, do what you got to do. I Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, Sheen, here's the thing. If we okay. remember last year's Big Ten tournament, there seemed to be a clear distinction with the top four seeds, the teams that yeah. earned the double bye, even the fifth seed in Ohio State last year that ended up making the Big Ten tournament title game against Illinois. That was mm -hmm. a battle-tested group. To get through that gauntlet, you had to be really, really good. I honestly think maybe after seed eight, anybody can win the Big Ten tournament this year because it feels 
very up in the air. And if you look at the odds, which is what we do on the morning after on Sports Grid on a daily basis, it goes to show that's the case. Purdue is the favorite, but it's plus 200. Then yeah. it's Illinois at plus 270. Purdue is the three seed in all of this. Illinois is now the top seed. The number two seed in Wisconsin is 10 to 1, Sheehan. Iowa's the fifth seed, and they're plus 440 with the third best odds. And there's such a far drop-off between where Iowa to where Wisconsin is, and Wisconsin's the number two seed, that it goes to show me that if the odds are any indication, this is anybody's to grab. So you're right. If Michigan State plays a good game against Maryland like they did on Sunday to end out the regular season and starts to build that momentum just a little bit and all of the indication after the game, when you had guys like Gabe Brown saying, it's not going to look like what it did last year. We're not going to get to this point in March and look like we did last year. I like that mentality at the very least because that's a part of this equation in March. So yeah, you beat Maryland. And then what reason on earth does Greg Gard have to play Johnny Davis. I don't think they're in the conversation for the number one line anymore for the NCAA tournament, pretty much firmly into that two or potentially three seed for the big dance. If he's not fully ready to go, I don't think they need to play him in that game. So maybe Michigan State gets a good spot there. And then, hey, we're in semifinal Saturday. Like that's what it comes down to, where Bang. you could win any game after that equation. So I think it's very up in the air. And I, although I might not be fully bought in on Michigan State, I am fully bought in on the idea that this Michigan State team, like many others in the Big Ten, could end up winning the conference tournament. Now, just to branch outside of this individual matchup here, because yeah, later on in the week we'll you know talk more about Michigan State, but hey, we got Big Ten Ben on. I kind of want to talk about the whole Big Ten tournament as a whole. What other matchup outside of Michigan State Maryland really catches your eye? Is it just as easy as Indiana Michigan, just two easy teams, or if you want to go into like you know, the, the Friday fall in place, like a hypothetical Ohio State-Purdue matchup, for example. Like, what what are you looking forward to in these early uh, first three days here in the Big Ten tournament? Maybe let's start on Wednesday with the best team in the Big Ten conference, sure. otherwise known as the yeah. Nebraska Cornhuskers. <laughs> right. Because no <laughs> here's the thing, Sheehan, about this time of year. Everybody thinks of, like, picking the winner, either of a conference tournament or your bracket for the NCAA tournament. Yep. I want to make sure I get all four of my Final Four teams there and I win my bracket pool and all that great stuff. It's fantastic. But it also gives us one last opportunity or maybe one of two last opportunities to bet on a team that has been incredibly profitable. And Nebraska has been booked as an underdog in every single Big Ten game this year, all 20 of them. They are a 4-16 and Big Ten team. That was 12-8 and against the number as an underdog. And, of course, the last three games, they have won outright as a double-digit yeah. dog. All of them on the road, yeah. the final two against the top 25 team. And if Kenneth Pomeroy is any indication of what that spread might look like, which KP often is, he thinks Northwestern is going to win by six. If you're going to give me Nebraska anything more than like plus four, plus four and a half, I'm going to take the Huskers one final time, potentially one final time to cover because they could lose the game by two or three in Indianapolis. But if they cover that spread one final time, I think that's the fun and the beauty of March that is a little bit different than maybe how we often think of a tournament. Like I'm not saying Nebraska is going to go on a run and continue this hot streak to get to the Big Ten championship game. But they could at least cover against Northwestern in potentially the last time we have to bet on the Huskers all year. And no way we are done talking with Ben Stevens just yet about the Big Ten tournament. But I uh, just have to talk to you beautiful people about RunYourPool.com. So right, March Madness is only, what, a week away? And that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. 
Are you going for the usual, or are you looking for the best? Well, we've done our homework here, and we are running our brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pickaxe. Uh, just go check out all their formats, guys. It really some solid options there. And they also have options to edit your scoring, and they offer way more intel to make your picks than ESPN or CBS or Yahoo, whoever you usually use, does. And if you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees, or hey, even your customers too. Uh, plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you will ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we are running our brackets there ourselves, and there is no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. Also... That's right, gang. Got to talk to you fine folks about betonline.net. Woo! Football might be over for the season, but basketball is full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC. Get some golf in there. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. That's at Bet Online where the game starts. And as far as just like individual teams, like whether a team starts on Wednesday or Thursday, we're going to take the top four seeds out of this. What team just has the highest spice level to you, in your opinion? Do you want to pander and say Michigan State? I, truth be told, I, I would not recommend doing that. Or is it that Iowa team that's a five seed? Or is it like a Michigan team that just admittedly, Right. It pains me to say this out loud. Got a really good road win to end the year. Oh yeah, they did all that without Hunter Dickinson. Like, is yeah. that a, a spicy team that is ranked five or higher? Is there another one catching your eye here as we dive into this journey? You knew Michigan was going to win that game. My roommate in the morning woke up and said, "I just took yeah. Ohio State minus four and a half. I was like, "Oh, that's a great bet. I actually really like that. I think the Buckeyes need this win at yeah. home today against Michigan. And at a certain point, I think the Phil Martelli magic." has to wear off. And then Hunter Dickinson was out, and I was like, uh-oh, now I actually don't like that bet because it's the rally spot that we <laughs> right. all hate so much. And the line didn't move. I was like, oh, man, that's going to be a tough one. And sure enough, that yeah. was the case. For whatever reason, Michigan has played really good basketball at the end of this year. I'm still not fully bought in on them, though. I don't mm-hmm. love the way this Michigan team plays. And again, we're talking about a team that was ranked in the top five in the preseason poll that was tied for the second shortest odds to win a national championship with Texas, only behind Gonzaga. I still don't think even if Michigan rounds into form right now, they're going to be a team that really necessarily makes a run here in March. They're minus 700 on a lot of sports books to now make the NCAA tournament. Obviously, a very strong indication. They're no longer really a bubble team or they're firmly on the right side of the bubble. And I don't think even an early loss in the Big Ten tournament really hurts Michigan at this point. I'm very mm-hmm. interested to see what Rutgers does after yeah. earning a double bye somehow, some way, because you know me, your family, your religion, and Rutgers basketball. I'm Amen. a true believer in what the yep. Scarlet Knights can do. And I actually do think they can be quite dangerous by the time they get to the NCAA tournament. So much experience. They can defend the crap out of the ball. And if Paul Mulcahy even plays like decent offense, they could be a Sweet 16 team, in my opinion. I have said Iowa, I think, has the makeup of being a Big Ten team that can make a run because I'm kind of down on the conference overall once we get to March Madness. And if you're Indiana, Matt Sheehan, I mean, 
What can you do? Uh, it, time is a flat circle the last six years for this Hoosiers basketball program, who's probably going to miss good. the NCAA tournament again. We're talking about Indiana basketball, the yeah. bluest of all the blue bloods. And unless they go on a run, I think they need to beat both Michigan and to make their way into whatever that – that would probably be the one seed against Illinois then in that next matchup in the bracket. Like, Indiana needs to win both of those games, in my opinion, to get on the right side of the bubble. And if they do that, would that be knocking Michigan out? I'm not entirely sure, but you're asking a lot out of an IU team that in these must-win spots in the late portion of their season have just floundered every opportunity. So, Spice – no, I'm not sure Indiana makes that run, but narrative? Oh, yeah. Big time. present that. <laughs> uh, Storylines uh, galore right there in that one. Um, you know, okay, and just like good uh, talking ahead people do, uh, we have takes, and then yeah. sometimes, you know, we, we adjust them on the fly. Like, okay, like, hey, Michigan was really not as good as we thought, and we understood that by the middle of the year. Rutgers, at the end of the year, it's like, hey, this team is something. This is nice. Now, I have one that I'm so stubborn on that the entire season, even though I've been shown time and time again, I shouldn't believe them. I still think that Purdue is a Final Four team. I still think they will win this Big Ten title. I I, I, I just, I, I'm fully bought in, even though, again, uh, they didn't even win a share of the Big Ten title and that they don't really have success in March. But has that strayed me away from changing my mind on them? No, Big Ten, Ben, because I am a sucker. Mm-hmm. Is there any other team that, like, just you are still feet dug so firmly in the sand that you will not budge on? Like, oh, this team is bad, and I don't care how good the record is. Or on the flip side, like, no, this team's still good, even though they've lost a lot of games they shouldn't have lost. Like, I'll stop rambling. I'll just give the the mic to you here. I mean, listen, you bring up Purdue. Purdue has been my team all along. I think it was last February that I said if Jaden Ivey returns, Purdue is going to win the Big Ten Championship. Speaking of being a talking head and having a take, and oh boy, did I love the way that looked to start off the year. (laughs) And then on the first weekend, that online sports wagering became legal here in New York State where I live. I was out with the friends on a Saturday night. I'm looking at Purdue in the Big Ten title odds, and they're plus 480 after a one-two start to conference play. And I'm like, there's not a chance that Purdue's at least not going to be there at the end. Right. And then I felt yep. so good as they got to a minus 220 favorite, and they shploof it away against your Spartans, and they shploof <laughs> it away on the road in Madison against Shploof. the Wisconsin Badgers. Shploofed it big time. So <laughs> my tune on Purdue has slightly changed because I think – Honestly, I'm shocked at myself. I'm a big believer in the Big Ten Conference, obviously, as one they call Big Ten Ben. I always try to be an eternal optimist for what I can. I would love to see the Big Ten at some point snap the over two-decade-long streak of not winning a men's basketball national championship. I just don't think that happens this year. I did think at a time Purdue gave the Big Ten its best shot, but they're 105th in defensive efficiency. They are the most efficient offense in the country, but they are 105th in defensive efficiency. And if you go look at metrics presented by Ken Palm over the last decade, you need to be oftentimes to win a national championship. You need to be an elite unit balanced on both sides where you have both your offense and defense ranking within the top 15, top 20. But even if one is supremely good, like having the most efficient offense in Purdue's case, you can't have a defense that ranks outside of like the top 40. And so to be 105th is not good for the Purdue Boilermakers. And that's what I think gets them. They don't rotate well off ball screens. For whatever reason, they can't figure it out defensively at times. And that's honestly been a staple of Matt Painter's tenure for the most part in West Lafayette that hasn't been the case this year. So my feet have actually dug up from being in the ground on Purdue and being like, yeah, 
that's the Big Ten's hope this year. Good for you. I don't see it. I'm a little bit yeah. nervous. Like, you know, yeah. last year was devastating. I rode the entire Big Ten Ben way into the NCAA tournament. Nine teams, and one of them got out of the first weekend. And that one team, or two of them got out of the first weekend, one got into the Elite Eight, and that was Michigan. So, I don't know. Not Maybe good. I'm becoming a pessimist. No, no, no. You Don't don't you say that, Ben. Don't you say <laughs> that, Ben. No, no, no. Kevin Warren's not going to like hearing that. Uh, Jim true, Delaney true, tur- turning over in his grave hearing that. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Not good. Um, Yeah. So, okay, like, who do you believe any Big Ten team is a Final Four? I know we're going beyond the Big Ten t- uh, tournament now, but, like, yeah. what teams in the Big Ten can you actually see going to the Final Four? This is just the, the last question I'll have for you before we get out the door here. Let's end on some Big Ten optimism right now. All right, here we go. It's the Iowa Same Hawkeyes. Purdue. Okay, no, gotcha. the Iowa Hawkeyes. I did not expect oh, to be at this wow. point on the Iowa Hawkeyes because much okay. like Purdue in years past, Iowa couldn't defend worth a lick. I mean, right. they were atrocious defensively Mm -hmm. but if you look at the iowa hawkeyes over the past month and a half matching and there is a way to judge this from the analytic perspective iowa is the third most efficient team in the country overall only behind gonzaga and duke to end out the final month of the regular season they have the second best offense which we know can be the case for iowa at all times they have an absolute all-american stud in keegan murray that i believe can take over any game and win you some games probably single-handedly in the month of march but the defense ranks 42nd and again not elite by any means. It's not a top 15 defense, top 20 defense paired with a top five offense, but it is so much better than it has been. And it's 42nd in the country against really good Big Ten teams. So I think if it continues to work that way, if Iowa continues to show they can defend, then I will look at the Hawkeyes as the team probably best suited out of the Big Ten to be able to make a final four run. But that defense needs to continue to improve, not just like peter out and stay right there. That's how I feel about Iowa right now. I hope to see that be the case by the time we get to the NCAA tournament. What a story arc that would be, though. Like, going out in the second round last year, losing that game. What was it against Oregon? It was like 136 to 120. Like, just getting ushered out immediately. (laughs) A track meet with with one of the best players in the country, and then well, okay, you lose him, and now you're just probably going to be what a four, five seed in March Madness, and like just banging out a Final Four, and that would be, yeah. I mean, I, I'd be happy for Andrew Wade of Locked On Hawkeyes. That's the only guy I feel happy for, but I feel very yeah. happy for him. Um, yeah, but ben, nice. thank you so much for uh for hopping on this Big Ten tournament bonanza preview. Uh, no one better to talk Big Ten tournament hoops than with well, Big Ten Ben. So takes a ton, man. You're the best. Love love talking to you as always. Sheehan, you are the best. Locked on Spartans is the best. And although MSU Twitter got mad at me on Sunday night, I still ride with all my Spartan dogs. Huge thanks to Big Ten Ben, as always, for joining us. Just always such a, a, a wonderful guy to talk to. One of my favorite people of all time out there. And I know that you guys love him as well. Because, uh, yeah, you guys are always uh, clamoring for some more Big Ten Ben, and I do not blame you. So, yeah, hopefully you're uh, a little more ready for the Big Ten tournament than you were before that conversation started. And I uh, also just want to thank you guys for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. Like I said on tomorrow's show, we're going to be talking to a former student manager just to get a look at the inside of the program during the, the crazy, hectic March Madness season and just learn how that March Madness sausage is made there in East Lansing. Uh, now go make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices 
free and available where you get your podcast. All right, gang. Love you all. Go Green.